0: Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire. for tuning in to episode number 20 of the Cultivating Business Growth podcast brought to you by PJS and Co-CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and today we are talking about the four ways to grow your business. Now, this is a webinar that we recorded and is available for free in full on our website at pjscpas.com forward slash four dash ways. But we're going to deep dive into a couple of the topics that we talk about in that webinar today and go into a little more detail. Uh, That way, if you're interested, you can go ahead and download that webinar and get the full four ways. And this will serve as a supplement to that webinar and going into more detail um, in regards to a couple of those items. So can you believe we're on episode number 20 already, Katina? I know. It's crazy. It's
1: just uh, flying by. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. So obviously today we have with us Katina Peters, uh, co-owner of PJS and Co-CPAs. She is a CPA and CGMA, and she also uh, presents the webinar that we have up on our website. How's it going today? Hi, great, Megan. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good. And before we dive in, I wanted to introduce a, a new member to the PJS and co-family to everybody.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. We've added a kitten uh, to our household here recently. Um, he's super cute. His name is Gabriel. He's a long haired gray and white kitty and we're really enjoying having a kitten around. And
0: he is super cute. We yeah, uh, yep. we have a Slack channel that we share pictures on uh, just within the company on, on our team. And so we'll have to share a picture of him with all of you so that you can see how cute he is.
1: Yeah, he's totally fun. Um, it's funny because, you know, as you get older and haven't had a kitten for a while, we had, um, we've had we always kind of had cats around, but, uh, you know, we had them grow older and pass away and uh, those kinds of things. So, And then getting a new kitten, you kind of forget how they are and <laughs> how crazy they can be. <laughs> all the work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's pretty good, though. He's really very- very sweet, but they're just, you know, they're rambunctious. For
0: sure. Oh, yeah. They want to play with everything all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet your daughter is overjoyed.
1: Yes, yes. She loves having him for a playmate <laughs> during the day. They have
0: a lot of fun together. So our daughter keeps asking for a kitten or a puppy. She she goes between kitten and puppy or baby sister or brother. And I'm like, those are not the same thing, but... <laughs> Surely, I hope getting the kitten, though, because we we just keep saying no, 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 no. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. Well, any add, adding anything to your household always adds a little bit of work, so it's definitely yeah. something to consider for sure. So, what
0: made you break down and get one?
1: Um, you know, we uh lost our our male that we had about uh, a year ago now, and uh, had him for. 14 years so you know it's always hard to lose a family member right but uh, but he was a great um great guy to have around and we you know have a couple other cats and we thought you know there was this kitten that kept popping up that someone we knew had and we said let's go take a look and i f- i knew as soon as we said we were going to go take a look that we were going to get him you know it's just <laughs> you, know- <laughs> <laughs> oh, no,
0: okay. you pretty much decide that you're getting whatever it is that you're looking at when you say yes to going and looking because you know right. Especially if you have kids, because you know the minute they see whatever it is, you're taking it home. So we'll we'll share a picture so you all can see them. We can include that in the show notes too. That way, I mean, people always enjoy a picture of a kitten. All right. So let's get into it. Today, we're talking in more detail about what is known as a UCD, and we'll get into what that is, a sales promotion plan and increasing effectiveness of your processes within the business. So like I said, we touch on all the four ways to grow your business in that webinar at the URL that I mentioned before, but we're going to deep dive into those three topics today specifically. So let's talk first about UCD. What does that stand for and what does it mean?
1: Um, sure. So UCD stands for Unique Core Differentiator. Um, and that's something that you want to define for your business because you need to set yourself apart from your competitors. Um, I know there's also some lingo, the US, uh, USP, which is Unique Selling Proposition, and they're pretty pretty related. Um, so the UCDs, um, again, that's the Unique Core Differentiators. There's three different kinds of those. So there's a perceived and actual and it created. So um, a little out of order for the definition, but we'll just start with the actual. So it's something genuinely unique about how you do business. So it, you're just a, a unique business. Nobody else is doing what you're doing. It, you know, you have a unique service and nobody else is doing it. Um, so it, it's something that's actually different um, that you have for the business. Uh, Then there's also the perceived. So how customers think you are different. And that perceived difference can be the story about your business, how you came about um, the mission that you have as a business. So maybe you have a similar service or product to other companies out there, um, but you're approaching it from a different perspective as far as how you go about providing the service, how you're different in the products that you provide. And sometimes that's even just the storyline of your business and what your mission is in the world. So, um, and then there's also uh, something that you can create to be different. So the created difference there, again, is um, that's something you develop in order to be different. So uh, it can be, again, a new process that you're going through if it's a service-based business, something that no one else has done in the field before. So maybe the service, the core service itself is not necessarily different, though it could be, um, or it can be just some a way that you do that that's different and created, sets you apart from your competitors. So that's something you need to look at for your business. You know, what are you saying to the world? How are you different? Why why should they come to you? What, what benefit do they get out of coming to you over someone else who is your competitor?
0: Okay. So how would you start tackling developing one of those or maybe defining, you know, maybe you have one already, but defining it further and Having a really clear picture around what that is for your business.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think you need to have a little bit of a brainstorming session, whether that's you know uh, by yourself or with your management team or um, you know, coach or mentor or someone like that, um, that you can just sit down and really look at your business, what your services are uh, by line and how you operate, and then you need to look at is that run of the mill. Is that they can get it everywhere else Um, or is there something different about it? And if there's something different about it, you just want to make sure that you're definitely um, describing that to your audience. (laughs) You need to make sure they understand that it's different because, you know, we're the experts of our own industries. Right. But sometimes our client base or customers don't necessarily understand you know how we're different so we need to make sure that we're getting that message out there if it already exists and if it doesn't exist we need to think about how can we create something or tell a better story about how we do things. How are we better? How are we adding that value? And why would they want to come to us? So that's that's really more of a brainstorming session and taking the time to look through it. And, you know, put yourself in, in the shoes of the consumer. We're all consumers, right? We all go out and buy services and, and products and things like that. So put yourself in that consumer's position, looking at you and your services um, in that business. And, you know, what are they seeing? What is their perspective that they're getting? Okay, so as you're going through that brainstorming session too, and again, looking at it from the perspective of the person purchasing from you, you want to make sure that you're explaining the problem you're helping them solve, focusing on, you know, again, the benefits to them, you know, what is it that they're going to get out of it? And and going a little bit step further than that, not only what benefit would they get from the service, but what benefit would they get from working with you for the service as opposed to someone else? So kind of that Still same approach, selling the benefits of what they're getting, peace of mind, those other things, but, you know, why you as opposed to someone else and making sure that's part of that, uh, explanation of the problem that you're solving.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So benefits over features, like, for example, like you said, peace of mind instead of you get one meeting a month, you know, because in the one meeting a month, that doesn't really mean anything to whoever you're selling it too, you know, it's the the benefit that they receive from whatever you're providing from that feature. From so, the
1: process. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. And then taking that UCD, after you've defined that and you have a clear picture of what that is for your company, you want to move forward to the sales promotion plan. And that plays into, you know, how are you going to execute on making sales after communicating that UCD that you've discovered? or defined. So you want to start by defining your target audience. and we talked about this a little bit in episode five of our strategic planning series. If you haven't listened to that, I would suggest going back and listening to the sales and marketing episode there uh, because we do offer a freebie in the show notes for that as well. It's called a client avatar and you're really you're going through it and getting into the mindset of, your ideal customer or client during that exercise. So you're answering questions about, you know, the benefits that they're receiving and their worries, their fears. You're solving the problem from their eyes. So you really want to take the time and go through and provide the, you know, perform that exercise for your own business so that you have a clear picture of what your clients looking for so that you can communicate that more effectively to them. And then second, you want to define your objective in the sales promotion plan that you're executing. Is it to increase traffic to your website? Is it to increase the number of leads that you're receiving through a contact form or through events or through, you know, whatever it may be? Is it to increase sales with your current clients? You know, that with each of those you're going to have different tactics that you employ to meet those objectives. So um We talked about the four factors that affect your profit in episode 18, and that can be really helpful in maybe defining your objective. If profit, which for a lot of our business owner listeners, is going to be a very top priority as far as objectives go, you may want to go look back and look at those factors and use one of those to be one of your objectives that you want to reach in a sales promotion plan. So right. And uh, you know,
1: but sure, just to kind of give a little more fullness to that. So your objective obviously is going to be profit, but are you looking to increase revenues? And how are you going to do that? Do you want to add more accounts? Do you want to expand the accounts that you're looking at? So that makes it a little more specific to the objective that you're trying to obtain in this sales promotion plan. So because there's going to be a little bit different approach, I I would guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking to get new accounts versus if you're looking to expand on the accounts that you Already have by offering them more benefits and services.
0: Right. Yep, exactly. So to that point, you know, the next step would be determining how you're going to distribute that promotion plan to whoever you decide to target. Because if it's, like you said, if it's new clients that you're trying to obtain, part of your sales promotion plan may be awareness. You know, maybe you have a low number of people who are even aware of your company and what you do. So the distribution plan for that is going to be very different than say you want to uh, expand services to current clients. You know, you, I hope already have all of their email addresses or current contact information to be able to talk to them about that type of thing. Or you mean, you know, maybe you're having monthly meetings or quarterly meetings or whatever it may be, however you communicate with those current clients. How do you then, Tell them about the benefits of a new service that you're offering, or um, you know, maybe it's a video campaign that you release. Or there's you know, multiple ways that you can do that. But it, you are going to have a different approach to distribute that message depending on who you're targeting. All right. So once you've defined that distribution plan, you want to move to your theme and messaging, and there is a big em- emphasis on branding in this step and making sure that you're communicating that UCD into your theme and your messaging. Um, You want to make sure that everything is consistent among how you're communicating to whoever it may be, whether it is current clients or expanding out to new clients. You want to make sure that you have a similar look, feel, feel, the words that you're using align with what you want to communicate as a company. So things like your logo, any imagery that you're using, um, like pictures that support your advertising material side note on that. You want to make sure that you aren't infringing on any copyright material. I've heard of a lot of companies that just pull pictures randomly off of Google. Um, and you want to make sure that you're pulling your pictures off of a, um, A website like Pexels, it's P-E-X-E-L-S. I'll find another couple of them, but when we'll link to them in the show notes. But making sure that you're covering your bases as far as copyright when it comes to imagery and that they're in line with your brand and what you want to communicate. Um, Making sure your messaging is consistent and supports everything that's in line with this sales promotion plan. So like I said, you want to integrate that UCB into all aspects of that plan, whether it's... um, You know, ads that you're running, whether it's your elevator pitch, you want to incorporate that so that you are telling the story of why you're different and what the benefits are to them by choosing your company. Yeah. So, in going and looking at that, that,
1: we want it to um, really tell a story about us. So, as we're going through all these things our branding and elevator pitch and website and business cards, we want it to be really clear what we're known for. So we want our customers and clients to understand that and for that to be clear messaging, whether it's current people um, or people that are, you know, looking at our services, we want to be clear about that. So that's why it's really important to kind of pull that all together and we're not sending mixed messages and they don't really know. Um, We want to make sure that's very consistent and easy for them to understand. Um, And one thing I I do want to just kind of tie this back in just as we're talking about the sales promotion plan, and I (laughs) emphasize this in the webinar as well but it is a plan it needs to be a written plan (laughs) checked up on followed through on just like all the strategic planning so you don't want to go through all of this and do this work and then you know you don't go anywhere with it and it doesn't do you any good you want to make sure that you actually have a a plan and a timeline and how you're going to actually approach this how what you're going to accomplish by when etc so that it's the most effective so I just wanted to kind of that plan word around again and just make sure that we discussed what that really should look like
0: yeah and kind of looping back to what you said about making sure that everybody's on the same page and you're communicating clearly a good way to test that is by asking you know maybe current employees or a couple of your close clients that you have what how do you think we operate differently or what do you? Feel After looking at our website or, you know, like asking them what their thoughts are as far as what your company does. Like, what what do we do? If you had to sum that up in one sentence, what do we do? Um, And if you get different answers from different people, it can be a red flag that maybe you need to change something or maybe you need to be more clear about how you're communicating that on your website and in your other uh, marketing materials.
1: Yes, absolutely. I think that's a great way to just find out what messaging is uh, actually being received because sometimes you put a message out there and you think it's going to be received one way and it, it's not received that way. And uh, again, part of that, I think we get a little, um, you know, we try to make sure that we're talking in layman's terms and not just being business advisors and CPAs and talking at a certain level. I want to make sure that, you know, in our own expertise, whether we're dentists, lawyers, IT, whatever the case may be, that we're speaking to someone who's maybe not in that expertise and making sure that they're understanding that messaging. And it might be different, coming from a different place. So sometimes you need that Mm -hmm. outside look at it to really understand how
0: it's coming across. Yeah, good point. So now we're going to move to increase effectiveness of processes within the business. And this is another one of the four ways that we can Grow our business, but we're going to dive a little further into this and give some more details than what we give in the webinar itself.
1: Okay. So now we've talked a little bit about the sales and promotion plan. And again, we're just pulling some highlights out of the four ways to grow your business webinar and diving into those a little deeper. And another way to grow your business is to increase the effectiveness of the processes within the business. So we thought we'd jump into that a little bit further and kind of go through some of the things that you can look at um, as a business owner, again, to make your business grow more efficiently and effectively. The reason why we want to take a look at this um, is, again, we want that efficiency and effectiveness and growth. If we have systems that are clunky and, Difficult and take a lot of manual input, etc. It's going to make it very difficult as we add accounts and get bigger and bigger and add people. We want to have that very as streamlined as possible and continually improving those so that we can reduce the stress hours, cost efficiencies, etc. That go into running a business. So we want to always kind of come back to these systems. Um, You know, things change very quickly in the world that we live in. Um, So though we may have a system in place we want to be revisiting those periodically to make sure that if things have changed that we haven't moved too far out of our system or maybe we need to change our system to make it again more effective and efficient. So we've got a few uh, systems to consider here that we wanted to go over. So the first system was the sales system. So um, Megan, can you give us a little bit of some ideas on how we can look at the effectiveness of the sales system processes in the business?
0: Sure. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you're one, just laying out what's the process that your customers go through when it comes to sales? You know, how, how are they first hearing about you? It comes down to that marketing funnel or sales funnel. So where are they going when they first hear about you? Are they completing a contact form online? Are they referrals? Where do they go after that? Are you having a phone call with them? How many phone calls are you doing every week, every month? Is it manageable for you? Is there a way to automate that? And kind of going through each of those levels of that funnel and asking those questions. Like, what's my volume? Can I handle it right now? Is there a more efficient way to do that? And then looking at a system to maybe automate that. So for example... Um, when people sign up for a newsletter on your website or a freebie that you're offering. Are you manually doing that every time? Because that's not the most efficient use of your time, right? If they're not paying you for that, if they are simply signing up for a newsletter. Is there a manual step to that process that you could eliminate? Um, so there's systems that are completely free, like MailChimp. Or there's other systems like Infusionsoft that have gotten much more affordable over the years. It used to be, you know, like $1,200 for even a small business plan, probably eight years ago. And now they have much more affordable plans. So there's, there's systems that you can look into that will trigger an automatic email, an automatic welcome email, and then take them down a funnel. It does take time to set up. You know, maybe you're spending three or four hours to set up the automation, but you have to look at how much time you're spending every week or every month doing those things manually every time. So just looking at each step of the process and seeing how can you improve that or how can you make it so that it's scalable because maybe you can handle it right now, but you know, ideally my goal is to get to a hundred leads per month. And can I still handle this manually once I get there? So, um, you know, I think that's kind of the way you have to go through that process. is just kind of looking at what are the steps that it takes to get someone from awareness of my company to a sale and then looking at each step of the process to find ways to automate or uh, make it more efficient so that you can scale the business more effectively
1: yeah, great. And I think that kind of rolls into the next one, which is production and fulfillment. Um, so obviously, after we've got the sale, we're moving into production or fulfillment of whatever the contract product, et cetera, is. and looking at it very similarly, I mean, this is all systems. So we're looking at this from a very similar place. Um, it's just a different type of system. Um, so how are we producing um, the work? and the fulfillment. And is there a more automated way to do it that makes it easier? Um, Is there steps that we should implement to maybe get all the information more efficiently instead of back and forth, back and forth, if there's information we need, those kinds of things. So we're really doing the same kind of process that you were talking about in the sales system with the production and fulfillment side. And again, geared towards the idea of making this scalable. This is a growth podcast, right? We're trying to grow these businesses and um, make something scalable helps you grow Mm -hmm. so you need to look at it you can't just say well here's where I'm at I mean there's going to be some steps along the way obviously if you're a giant company you can afford things differently than if you're a small company Um, but you want to look at it from a more long-term view and say how would I scale this how can I plug in other people to help how can I you know leverage systems you know electronic systems etc to do that so you want to take a look at those things and see, you know, where the problems are coming in, um, where you can make things more efficient, et cetera. So it's a very similar process in that side, and it's going to depend a little bit on your business. I'd also encourage, especially um, the business owners, to look at their involvement in the production and fulfillment side of things and to make sure that they're doing the things that they really need to be doing and that they're looking at Areas that they can delegate either currently or would like to delegate in the future as they grow and kind of have that plan in place before they get to that point. And that can be at all levels. I'm looking at business owners because that's very typical of business owners to just work lots and do do stuff. <laughs> so, but, um, but it can be at managerial level. It can be at other levels in the business too. So we want, we want to just kind of have that plan for growth in there too. Um, and then the other areas that we're kind of jumping into become a little more administrative in nature. But every business takes administration too, so um, you have to look at those processes because those can really bog you down as well um, as a business owner or the management team of the company. So things like accounting, accounts payable, accounts receivable—you want to look at those processes. Um, how can I make them more smooth? How can I get my payments easier? If you're looking at receivables, you know, can we do something electronically that makes it simpler? etc. So looking at those processes and integrating as much as possible between systems so that you've got that, you know, everything all in one place as much as you can or a couple places. You've got six systems that takes a lot of administration to upkeep. So you want to look at those kinds of things periodically and make improvements there as well. So you want to just break it down into all the different processes that both on the fulfillment side, sales side, as well as administrative side of the business to make sure that you're looking at how can we make this more efficient? uh, Where can we delegate um, those kinds of things to make sure that we are, again, still, we want that scalability. Because if you increase your volume, all of these things increase. So you can't, you know, cover the same amount of of things with the same team, if your volume goes way up, Mm -hmm. you know, unless you find some efficiencies in integrations of systems and things like that. So you need to be looking at how you can make that the most efficient so you can get the best leverage of your people out of it as well, make their lives a little bit easier too. Hopefully that's usually the case. So looking at that, other administrative duties that need to happen as well. Also looking at customer service and quality control. So you've got uh, your customer experience. Again, this this wraps a little bit back into the sales side of things as well, because, you know, it takes a lot to sell, right? If you look at the costs and everything that you're putting in there and you want to make sure that once you have gotten a client that they're treated very well, not only because that's just what we want to do, right? With our clients, we want to make sure they're getting the best experience and we want to be the best service providers that we can be. Um, But we also don't want to be getting them in one side and losing them on the other end very quickly. Um, so we need to make sure that they're getting a good experience. And part of going through all these systems too, when you're looking at the sales and production fulfillment, especially, is looking at what's the customer experience? Right. And is that good? Oh, Do we need to make improvements there? What can we do? And maybe that is just some automation, or maybe it's more touch points with someone, or maybe it's having a customer representative where they hadn't had one before. You know, there's a lot of considerations to look at there. But I think even just spending a little bit of time looking at that, you can really uh, pinpoint some some ideas of where you can make improvements. I mean, you can also do things, of course, like you said, reaching out to clients or customers that you currently have personally or doing just a blanket survey so that you can look at how can we make improvements to make our customer service and experience even better more wonderful than it already is (laughs) because that's also something that, you know, we can also look at and look back and feel good about, but also we can use that even in marketing, you know, we have, you know, these people say great things about us, et cetera, you know, everybody's aware of how testimonials work, but we need to make sure we have that outstanding customer service and look at that process and what they're experiencing and going through. Mm -hmm. And then of course we want some quality control here, right? So we talked a little bit before about uh, coming from the technician into being the business owner, right? So when you're the technician, as you started a business and you're providing all the service, the quality control is pretty tight, right? Because you're making sure that everything's being done the way that you want it to be done. Mm -hmm. Um, But as you continue to grow and you have to expand that and you have to hire other people, sometimes that can be challenging. People have different ideas of what needs to be done. And some people, you know, just flat out don't do a great job. Other people just have a different idea. Um, Maybe they didn't know, oh, we need to do this or what have you, depending on what's going on. So you want to make sure that before you get to the point of growing to where you're not touching everything or looking at everything, that you have a system of quality control to help make sure that is maintained. Mm -hmm. So that's from a customer service level, but also just making sure the job is done correctly. You know, If you're in a technical field, those kinds of things, because you just want to make sure that you don't have a problem for the client leader obviously again we care about the client we care about what's happening to them we don't want them to have a problem with whatever job we're performing for them we also don't want it to come back later and you know have to end up with a lawsuit or something like mm-hmm. that out of it yeah, to our, protect
0: your company yeah, too
1: exactly so you want to protect yourself and have those things in place um, and those things again as a system you want to make it scalable, delegatable, you know, you don't need to be looking at every single job and nor is that, you know, at some point going to be feasible at all. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we want to make sure that we have good controls in place for that.
0: Perfect. I know we've mentioned uh, Tim Ferriss in the four hour work week before, and he, he talks about creating, these efficiencies within the company because the dream is ultimately to you know have this company that you can step out of and take a month long vacation or you know something like that where you have enough systems in place that you don't need to be there running the day to day and maybe that doesn't mean that you go see it, sit on a beach every day but you know you can then focus on more revenue generating activities or business development or whatever it is that you enjoy doing or you know maybe it is to go sit on a beach with your family all day who knows but that you know, there it depends on what your goals are as a business owner. It just gives you more freedom to be able to do the things that you want or need to do for the business or your family.
1: Yeah, I mean ultimately we go back to we want to build a business that we enjoy um owning and working in and not letting it take over our lives um that we're you know able to make that balance come to fruition. And in the growth phase of businesses we talked that can be very um challenging to, you know, keep that balance and to plan for that balance. So we want to make sure that we're really, you know, actively seeking that out because we need that roadmap to make sure we're getting where we want to go or we're just going to end up wherever the car drives so you know we want to make sure we have that and you know in looking at some of these things we want to look at you know where are the bottlenecks where are things being held back i know we've talked about agile a little bit and what that means um in episode 17 in a business context so just a quick Review it's the ability of an organization to rapidly adapt to market and environmental changes in productive and cost-effective ways. So that means doing it as you go, right? That means you have to be looking at this periodically um, because you're not going to be able to necessarily adapt as well, at least, if you're not looking at this um, as you go. If you're reactive, which sometimes you have to be reactive, you can't foresee everything that's coming. But if you're reactive a lot, that's going to be very stressful, that's not going to be comfortable, and it's not going to flow well. So you want to be as proactive as you can with regards to that. Another thing we talked a little bit about delegation, and something that I'd like to bring up is looking at a decision matrix. So again, as you grow, and you're relying on other people, you need to start giving them a little bit of control, you need to delegate making decisions um, at some point. So because you can't you know, make all the decisions and because you're just, you are going to be the bottleneck. (laughs) Everybody has to come to you before they can do anything. You're the bottleneck. Um, So you want to look at, you know, what decisions are you comfortable delegating? And I highly recommend that you talk to a mentor or coach or somebody like that. There's certain things you do not want to delegate and you want to be really careful about or how you delegate it. But you want to make sure that you put something in place there where you say, okay, this manager is allowed to make this decision up to this point and kind of creating an understanding so they are clear. About when they can make a decision or not, so they're not confused. Um, And then also, things are happening that you don't necessarily have to touch, and it comes to you if there's, you know, if it needs to be
0: scaled up to you, they know at what
1: point that is and they'll come to you. So,
0: in developing a, a delegation or a decision matrix, how would you go about structuring that or setting it up?
1: Yeah sure there's there's a couple methodologies um out there with regards to it I mean some of it's just going to be as simple as um you know, if we need to pay an expense, as long as it's less than this amount, and you feel it's appropriate, then you do it. So you give them just some parameters. So sometimes it's just as simple as that. So we don't need to make it more complicated than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. So looking at those kinds of things, just what's the decision parameter that they're allowed to operate within and just documenting that somewhere so that everybody's clear. And you know, if something happens, you can come back and say, how come you went outside of the parameter and talk about it. But then there's other things that maybe are a little more complicated. So maybe you have a flow chart, you know, if this, continue on if not no come to me you know so you work through these few decisions on this particular item and you work through that flow chart and the flowchart will explain you know whether or not it needs to be kicked up to the next level Okay. So a flow chart can be helpful from that if it's a little more complicated circumstance. And then there's also more, I guess, complex matrices when it, if it's something more technically complex that you can, you know, has more like a weighing of the decision, you know, think of this, it kind of lays out what things you need to consider. You know, is this going on? Is that going on? Is that going on? You know, what's the the situation that you're dealing with to help make a decision, and how the company wants that handled. So that's not used as much, I, I think, in, in the small business world um, in, in regards to delegation, but it can be useful. So it's something to maybe take a look at as well, depending on the complexity of the circumstance. Again, it's always best to keep it as simple as possible, but you do want to make sure that you're, you know, documenting it and explaining it, and that it's clear, you know, for all the parties because we want everybody to be comfortable
0: in the role that they're playing. Right. Okay. Yeah. So like we said, just to reiterate, we do cover the UCD and sales promotion plan, as well as increasing effectiveness of processes within the business in the four ways webinar. But we obviously dove deeper into those topics and covered a couple of of examples, as well as um, just a little more detail on what those are and how it can help your business. But if you are interested in watching the full Four Ways webinar, that can be found on our website at pjscpas.com forward slash four dash ways. And that is completely free. You'll receive it in an email and you can watch it at, at your leisure. So uh, before we wrap up here, is there anything that you wanted to reiterate or highlight from today's discussion?
1: Yeah, I think mainly, um, you know, if you're really interested in growing your business and getting that value out of your business a long term, I would definitely suggest taking the time to watch the four ways webinar. It is not terribly long. It's pretty easy to go through. And I think you could glean more information out of that as well that we didn't cover here. But just again, go through that, make it a priority for your business and for yourself.
0: Yeah. So you guys, there is a ton of value packed into this webinar and when a cpa slash business advisor is giving you tips about how to grow your business for free it's a no-brainer so you've got to take advantage of that head to that url and get your free copy today all right well that is all we have for you in this episode keep that momentum going and we will see you next week this has been another episode of the cultivating business growth podcast If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.